last year, um, John did talk in Wealth Management presented a strategy for segmenting and for investing your net assets. Um, over the course of this year, I really had the pleasure to get to actually implement some of those strategies with individuals um, to help protect and grow your assets. And as a psychologist and a person, you know, it's awesome to get to connect to the missions that are here in this room. So it just adds that extra value and it makes me so glad to be at this kind of firm where we have access to such an interesting group of people. So today what we thought we'd do is flip it around a little bit and show you how you can apply the same concepts that you're actually using um, in your day-to-day -day work, and hopefully, I know Jeannie um, and Jeff were talking about it earlier, about your net asset management system, how you can apply that in your own life in the context of your retirement planning. So, who's excited to talk about personal financial planning? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everyone's been sitting down for a little while, so I wanna start with something just a little bit different. If I could have everyone stand up and sit down just a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at there. All right, freeze. So what I want everyone to do is take a quick look around, see, look at your neighbor, see who's standing, see who's sitting. All right, thank you. Please, you can have your seat. Thank you. So for those of you who were standing up, I have some great news for you. You are in portfolio B. Yes, now you, that means you're going to be able to retire the way you want to retire. Live the way you want to live, go on vacations, maybe buy a vacation home, maybe donate to your favorite nonprofit, uh, maybe be able to uh, leave some money to kids if that's what you want to do. Those of you who are sitting down, unfortunately, I don't have as good of news. You have run out of money, you're living on Social Security, and things don't look quite as good. So today what we want to talk to you about is the difference between Portfolio A and Portfolio B, but really uh, focus on three main things. One, how the sequence of returns really shaped the two outcomes of those two, uh, those two portfolios. We want to talk about a strategy that we use to mitigate that risk of the sequence of returns, and also some critical questions to uh, ask yourselves to write down, take home, and think how it affects your personal situations. Um, and so with that being said, I'm going to hand you back over to Carmen. Okay, so each of you got assigned a portfolio, whether you realize it or not, A or B, right? But let's just start with everybody. So I'm, I'm like the fairy godmother in this scenario. I'm going to say, I want all of you to pretend that you're just retired. And not only that, I'm going to give you a million bucks. Is that good? And then I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to give you a 6% return on that money. Is that good too, right? So yeah, that's pretty good. And, and maybe in eight minutes, I'm going to give you a sparkling beverage. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So, <laughs> so the point of that is, you know, we want, this, we want the money to last. You want it to last through your retirement for 20, 30 years, right? And it does sound on the surface that that kind of money and that kind of return should do that. But let's dig a little deeper. Because if you're assigned to portfolio A, okay, so the only difference here is everybody's got the same average return, the same amount of money, and the same amount of money that's coming out. But the one difference is the sequence in the return of the money. So if we look on portfolio A 
in the first three years of your returns, it was a down market. You see that, 16, 8, 13? In portfolio B, that same 16, 8, and 3 is at the bottom. Right? So these numbers are just inverted. Same average return, numbers are inverted. Do we think both portfolios are going to last? Any thoughts? Any insights? Number people? That's right, thank you. So you want to, you want to see? You want to see how bad it is? Okay, so that's the actual results. So what we see is that the money runs out in 20 years. Uh, in portfolio B, what's amazing is we started off with a million and we ended up with 1.7 million. And that's just based on the sequence and the change of that sequence. I mean, that's mind blowing, right? So this is something we all have to address as we think about retirement and approaching retirement. So Jonathan is going to talk about how we use that bucket strategy to help mitigate this sequence risk. So this is very important. Right, so I'm going to continue to paint that picture. All those numbers basically come out to this chart, which is another way of showing, you know, one portfolio is really good, one portfolio didn't turn out too good. Um, but I do want to paint that picture for you. So you've, say you've been working 40 to 45 years, you're 65 years old on the doorstep of retirement. You know that you need about a 4 to 5% withdrawal rate out of, out of your portfolios in order to live the way you want to live, have that retirement that you were looking forward to. During that first year of retirement, there's a major pullback in the market, say something similar to 2008, and your portfolio loses 20%. That's, you know, that, that can be a pretty scary thing. So you have a couple of options. You can reduce the income that you're planning on taking out of your portfolio by that 20%, or you can continue taking out that money just as you planned and eventually run out, like that red line indicates. So there's a strategy that we use at AAF CPA's Wealth Management called the bucket strategy. The main premise behind the bucket strategy is we have three main buckets. One bucket that is very secure. It's extremely liquid. It's not going to earn much, but it's not going to lose much. Uh, if things don't go the way they're supposed, supposed to, if you do have a big downturn in the market, that is where your money is going to be very safe. That represents about three years' worth of income. Bucket number two is made out of income-producing securities, things like bonds, things like real estate, um, things like dividend-generating stocks. It will know that that will produce steady, consistent income to help supplement other sources of income like Social Security or pensions. And then we have the third bucket. This bucket is really meant for growth to help beat inflation. This will help you plan for those long-term goals like a vacation home or whatever goal you may have. So you might be asking, why do I need this and how does it help me? So if, in, if we do see a downturn in the market, what we're going to do is instead of taking money out of depreciated assets, we're going to take it out of bucket number one. What that allows you to do is continue to live the way you want to live while the, the more uh, aggressive investments such as bucket number two and bucket number three rebound. Now let's just say things continue to go well and you have a couple up markets. We're going to take that out of bucket number three out of a already appreciated assets and live on house money. Um, so what I want to do next is just hand it back to Carmen. She's going to talk to you uh, about some critical questions that, again, we want you to think about and how they affect your own personal uh, situation. Thanks, John. 
So I think the main question to ask yourself is how much is luck um, coming into play in your planning? You know, we did this scenario, it was luck, who was up, who was down. I don't think we want to be in that position. So do we know um, what our retirement income needs are? Do we know the number? Have we worked on that at all? And I think one of the things that we really suggest is that you create a strategy similar to what we're advocating you know, in, in your nonprofit organizations to create a reserve fund, a family emergency fund, right? Create a family operational budget, and, and target money that's for the long term, that's like a family endowment. Those are the three buckets. Those are the net assets of the family. And then to implement mechanisms or safeguards, such as this bucket strategy is one, one type of thing that can protect from the sequence risk, um, in order to really take luck more out of the equation for your family in the future. So that's our, that's our presentation. That's it, thank you for your attention. Uh, are you fiduciaries? We, we yes. are fiduciaries. Yes. Uh, we are a registered investment advisory firm, so all of us uh, do act as fiduciaries. Um, we are also certified financial planners, which also uh, uh, requires us to act in a fiduciary manner. Right, which is putting the client's interest first, which we did talk about that last year. So we, it's kind of interesting. There's four of us with CFPs. So regardless of the registered investment advisory part, we already were held to that standard as professionals, meaning that you know, we can go to jail if we don't give you the right, right advice. Right? <laughs> um, hi, just a quick question on your buckets. So I like that uh, graphic. It does sound like, though, that you should have an equal amount in each bucket. Is that what you, is that, is that what you're suggesting? Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously you need to have all three, but I'm yeah, just wondering. Not, not necessarily. So the, the first bucket, again, is going to represent three years of income gap. So say you needed $100,000 to live on, and you already had $50,000 worth of guaranteed income coming in from Social Security or from pensions. We're going to take that gap of the remaining 50000 and multiply that by three years. So that would put about $150,000 worth of assets in that bucket number one. And again, that's, that would really be just in case things are really not going well. And that's when we would tap into that. Um, bucket number two is going to help, again, bridge the gap with about, about half of that retired income per year generate, you know, generating out, generated out of uh, dividends, interest, whatever it may be, coupon payments. Um, and then bucket number three really is, is what's left over um, because some of those disc discretionary or extra, extra discretionary expenses are not really the main concern, but one you know we definitely want to save for and invest appropriately for. And I guess the other part of that is um you know, if you are going to live a long life, we need the third bucket to be growing. So we have to really be keeping that in mind. We, we can't have too much under the, under the mattress. So it's, a, it's an active management on our part to kind of work through how to move it from the reserve bucket into the income bucket from what has grown into the, and we work with the client to kind of make that a smooth, predictable um, process. I like the question. Thank you.